Hey, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert, and that is Eric Martins. That is Josh Bennett. And uh, together each Wednesday, you'll find us on this channel, A Cracking Beers. Click in names. Cheers. Are you, are you back to the beer bandwagon there, Wagnus? No, I'm having a seltzer. So we're, oh, we're okay. halfway there. We're halfway You're halfway there. recovered. You're going to be recovered yeah. by Saturday, though, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because Saturday we will be live in attendance at the 3M Open out in Blaine. TPC Twin Cities is going to take on the Fantasy Golf Pod. Uh, actually, Craig, this is your first event ever. I know. It's taken me, what, three, four years? How long has this event been going on? 2019, 2020? And here we are. Let's yeah. go. So we're Minnesotans. Uh, thank you for joining this new channel here. If you would like to subscribe, that would be very helpful. And actually, I'm going to give away um, $100. Somehow, oh. I have $100 to give away. Uh, if you are a subscriber to this channel, by next Wednesday, you will be in a drawing. And we're going to do the wheel of drawing thing like uh, all the popular podcast uh, YouTube people do. So I'm going to put you in a, a wheel, and you're going to spin it, and you could win 100 bucks. If you are a subscriber, so hit the subscribe button. Sure. Um, I didn't really write down anything about the fact that we're on a new channel, but we could talk more about that at the end of the podcast and why we've removed ourselves from what has taken uh, the viral uh, channel. Uh, it was almost taken over by Patrick Reed and Brooks Kepka and company. So that channel turned into more than we thought it would turn into. So it's a little bit harder to get you to watch this live channel and this live stream when it's viral stuff. We're trying to help YouTube out too. Like, Hey, we're, this is who we are. We just go live Wednesdays. We talk about the DraftKings names, put us on the side next to all the other people who do that versus putting us next to all the other viral videos. And no one's going to want to click this one. So we're working the algorithms figuring it out and so at the end i'll kind of explain more about why that's the case but so here we go we're at the 3m open it is our home course it's home course josh yeah minnesota it's, it's all of our home courses uh <laughs> we are in minnesota so i did wake up in the middle of the night last night my daughter uh was crying because it was a oh. lightning thunder windstorm it was so i was up like every couple hours trying to get her to go back to bed and finally it was like i'm gonna lock you in your room stay in here <laughs> Just kidding. We let her sleep in our bed. It's fine. But <laughs> it was so loud and crazy and windy and stormy, and there was rain all the way up until about 7 or 8 this morning. So does that what? impact the weather uh, or the uh, rough or the weather? Uh, the What do they call them? Waves? Stacks? The, the, the weather stacks. The are, you stack? are, are you impacted by I'm last a, night's rain? I'm a big wave stack guy. That's like the first thing I look at every week is the weather so I know what stack to play. Yeah, exactly. AM, PM, PM, AM, all those good stuff to help you win all the DK monies that I've never won. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Have you? Uh, did you follow along with my uh, my weather tweets this week, Chad? Yeah, you're you're quite quite the weather tower. Yeah, how did you become that guy? Uh, well, so it was a troll because at I've first written... it was a troll. No, it's always been a troll. Oh, the whole time. The weather reports are real, but the troll part is I've been making fun of people for months that look at the weather on Monday and they're like, dang, boys, a.m., p.m. stacks. The weather's about to suck. Wind's going to be high. And then you know what happens, Chad? The weather fucking changes 10 times throughout the week and you get to Thursday and it's completely backwards, which 
exactly happened in my little tweet storm. I tweeted the first tweet <laughs> Thursday was supposed to have rain in the afternoon. AM PM stacks. Let's go, baby. The next uh, th- no, that night it changed and the weather's just gone, but the wind's a little bit there. The next day it changed again to just be in perfect weather. And then the day after that, which is today, now the the rain and everything is on Friday. So like I I don't understand why people put so much time and effort into trying to build stacks around weather when it changes every six hours, pretty much. It's crazy. All all you had to do is read your tweets in your voice and you knew exactly what was happening. (laughs) (laughs) I, I knew immediately what was going on. The first, the very first one I was like, I was like, oh, I see what Josh has got going here. This is good. <laughs> it does not appear to be windy AF at all. No. I mean, 23 mile per hour gusts. Is that what that is? On Thursday? Late on, late on Thursday when people are probably going to be close to done. Yeah. And then on Saturday, you know, they can't even really factor that in. Uh, it is true, though. Weather is important. But, yeah, you probably don't need to look at it until you make your lineups late Wednesday. And it looks right now that there's not enough to impact any real stack. So just play who you want. Play the play the plays. Maybe. Uh, and maybe also it could be different other places. But in Minnesota, in the end of July, the weather, for the most part, you cannot predict it. Because okay. the because of how hot it is and how all this shit kind of works together, just randomly throughout the day, it'll it'll say like zero percent rain during the day, and then just randomly a black cloud will come over and it will just downpour on your ass for like fifteen minutes, and then it'll be sunny and perfect and hot again, and then that'll happen again in three hours, and you're like, well, it wasn't even supposed to rain today. That's gonna happen this weekend. It's gonna say it's gonna be nice and beautiful. It's gonna be 85 and sunny with low humidity on Sunday. You know, it's gonna happen. It'll be a crazy pop-up storm that's gonna push the event to Monday. Don't you say that? <laughs> no. Uh, whatever. Okay. So weather is a factor, right. and you can consider it, but I don't think it's gonna be anything to really uh, make a true change. But we'll we'll check in with our guide, Degenerate 75, later today when he goes. He is the paid premium version of windy.com. So log into his pod. He will also tell you that you need to factor ownership because ownership is important. Oh. Is that right, Quag? Why do you ask me this each and every week? Well, I'm just <laughs> curious. What? Uh, last week, I played for $100 for one lineup. It was a single entry lineup, and it got six of six. Oh. And I did not cash. Oh, no. Because I was a chalk donkey. Mm. I apparently looked at the 6K range and thought it was the power rankings and picked Bobby Mack and Jordan L. Smith, but they were the, they were the worst. They you were, uh, cost me dearly. I didn't realize that because I picked Bobby Mack, it was a mistake. So is that true, mm. though? I don't know if that's true. Like, I can't decide if – because I got – trolled a little bit on my tweet about how I didn't cash because everyone's like, you picked the donkeyest donkey of all time. But I'm like, well, what happens if Bobby Mack is Brian Harmon? So then what? Then you needed the donkey? Correct. Or let's say that Brian Harmon finishes second. Do I re- Then do I probably win? Because a lot of what happened was that Brian Harmon was the reason why the chalk wasn't helping me. It, wasn't be- it was because I didn't have the Brian Harmon. So all of the five of sixes with Brian Harmon beat my six of six because of Brian Harmon. 
And if Brian Harmon was $10,600, it probably wouldn't have been the case. So I think that just because I chose one chalky name and I picked the name I liked, sorry for picking a name I like, I do feel confident about clicks sometimes and I want to pick them. 6,800 was a misprice. We admitted 7,300 is also a misprice on Brian Harmon, but it's fucking Brian Harmon. We're talking about Bobby Mack and a major in Europe. Different story. If Brian Harmon doesn't put his ass off, does he do what he does? I don't know. If you know, so the answer is no. <laughs> listen, I get it. I get the math behind why you should look into ownership and why you should fade 6K names that suck. But I've been doing this for long enough that 50% of the time it helps, 50% of the time it doesn't help. If you do pick a pivot here and there, that's good enough. I thought Spieth would have been my pivot. I got a couple other names that weren't heavily chalky on that one specific lineup to maybe offset my Jordan and my Mac. But it didn't matter. Didn't cash. But guess what? Don't care because where am I going? Back into the $100 single entry this week because it's the 3M Open. So I'm going to waste another $100. And this time I'm going to be contrarian as ever. So I'm going to take all of – you know why? Because – this is the 3M Open. It's filled with water. It's one of the tournaments last year that had the most water balls on tour. So you can consider fading the chalk. Do you guys recall when EVR was chalk? I don't, actually. I'm sure well, I played I, them, though. I always do. Well, I'm a, I am love betting the chalk and eating the chalk. And so when EVR was being touted as the play of the week, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. And he basically triple bogeyed the first hole and was out of it from the very start. And we... Learned later that he was staying with his in-laws, which if I had known that, I might have faded him. But either way, Chuck goes here to die. It's just like the Honda Classic. There's a, there, It could be a massacre. You're looking at a lot of birdies, but a lot of blow-ups. Hideki withdrawing after hitting a couple in the water. He had DJ one year shooting like an 80. So mm-hmm. shit is wild here for even the best players. So you might want to fade the Chuck. If a guy like Cameron Champ can win, for God's sakes, what does that tell you about the volatility and the luck that's needed for this event, Jish? No, I did, uh, didn't uh, Michael Thompson win this one year too? Just some some rando. So yeah, it's all about who can keep their ball out of the water the most, and that's a solid portion of luck because the fairways are actually like decently wide here. So if you have bad luck and hit a bad shot, people hit bad shots all the time. If you have the bad luck where your bad shots on a water hole then you're kind of fucked. So if you get the good luck where your bad shots are on the hole where it's just like a bunker, then you're probably going to be set up like a decent chance to win. Right. So regardless of all of that, the criteria and the, and the contrarian and the clicking and all that, I found free squares. You did. Right. Yes. Um, cool. Actually, let's run through these quickly. We're not going to try to make this the longest podcast of all time anymore. Like, we're not going to go for three hours and just chat, chat, and chat. We're going to try to be a very efficient program on a Wednesday afternoon so you can get in and get the names and get out and go make your lineup and be done. The free square uh, segment is sponsored by our guys at Noonan Golf Co. NoonanGolfCo.com. Use the code FGP. We'll get you 10% off. Are you ready for the free squares? Yes. Go. I am getting real, though. The last couple of weeks, you know, I've mocked and ridiculed a little bit of the free squareness by just using my lineup as the free squares. I'm going to be smarter this time. If there if there's no free squares, there's no free squares. This week, I've got three free squares, and they're all in the 7K range. All right, let's be smart. So let's scroll to the 7K range, and you'll find in this range a name, Eric Cole. 
$7,800 for Eric Cole. Why? Is he bad now? Quagnus, this is your name, Eric. He has my name, yes. What do we know about him? He was second at the Honda Classic. He's finished eight times in the top 25 this season alone. Fifth once at the Mexico Open. Probably hot as shit there. So he could be uh, comfortable in the heat at Twin Cities over at TPC. Sixth at the Canadian Open a couple weeks ago. Eric Cole at $7,800. This seems like a misprice, especially if you're pricing the players ahead of time, which I'm doing on Sunday nights. Granted, this week uh, it was a little bit of a drunken click together on the pricing, and uh, (laughs) I was a little tilted about the tournament. But anyway, I priced Eric Cole at $9,300. And so I was shocked to see a text from Jish Swish on Monday saying, Eric Cole is priced at $78. (laughs) Jish, is this a free square? Did you click yeah, the uh, logo or the for sure? Yeah. I uh, I was DMing with a couple people about uh, some Minnesota players, and I basically had my lineup locked before mm-hmm. lineups even or before salaries came out. You knew, and you then were. I had to re DM, and I said, "Never mind, Eric Cole is seventy eight hundred. I have to change my lineup to play him now." Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it doesn't matter if he's ninety percent owned like that. You can you cannot let DraftKings get away with that price. Well, if you want to know how owned he'll be, you can go to our Discord channel. There's a link in the description of this video to get you access to the spreadsheet that I calculate. I use our guy Brick75.com, and I average my beer gut brain together, and I come up with ownership projections. I'm projecting the 10K range to be clicked. Now it's a little spread since everybody's clicking everybody and nobody knows. Maybe you're clicking two of these guys, too. Eric Cole lands in the top 10 most owned names this week. He's actually not the most owned in the 7K range. There's two people ahead of him, Aaron Rye and Austin Eckroat. Why? That's crazy. I wonder if that, those are free. Spread. I don't they believe be. that. Yeah, see, I don't believe that either. What uh, I'm pretty bad at projecting ownership, so maybe you don't want to look at my ownership. <laughs> um, back to the free squares, though. You got one free square. His name is Eric Cole, and the next free square is in the 7K. Now, that's the number one free square. So I'm going to go in order now. I'm not going in prices anymore. Like, I was trying to go 10, 9s, 8s, and trying to just find a free square. Not going to do that. Okay. The second most free square, this, you know, might be because I'm pricing the players out, and then when it comes to finding the free squares, I just figure out which ones were cheaper than the ones I thought. I thought Nikolai Hoygaard would be $9,100, and he's $7,900. Yeah, also the fuck? almost as crazy as the Eric Cole price. His last three events for N Hoygaard, not R, but N, is <laughs> 23rd at the Open, 6th at the Scottish Open. Before that, he was 21st at the uh, Rocket Mortgage. Uh, that I believe is three straight top 25s for a $7,900 guy. Quagnus, this happens though, right? Because Mr. DP World Tour guy who's 22 years old, he's not American. We don't know him, not enough starts to get the stats. So there he is, he's $7,900. And according to my ownership projections, he's not even that one. Well, I guess he's 11th most, right, 14.4. Yeah. Quagnus, what do you think about Hoygaard? You know, uh, what I think about Hoygaard is that you've got a lot of guys uh, at and around his price that are having some similar finishes with with this, uh, the last couple of weeks in July, especially. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny to hear you say that you drunkenly price some of these dudes in the 9K range. And I would call that, that's the definition of your free square. When you have them at the 9K range and then they come out in the 7K range, let's go. That should be, those guys I assume are going to be in your lineup. Now, 
I don't have any formula behind my pricing. I'm just doing of this off the top of my head. Of course I'm just not. yeah, exactly. Because I'm just a regular guy with uh, with a real estate background. I'm not doing like stats and nerd shit like these other kids, like Eric Darbo. I am going to have fun. I'm going to do this for fun. I'm not tilting anymore. I'm playing names I like now. The uh, I'm pretty decent though, like actually at pricing oh. the players. Like I'm actually pretty decent at doing ownership. So when someone comes at me with my ownership or my my pricing and says something, I'm like, well, I don't know. I my brain came up with this and it's been pretty good and pretty accurate. I haven't like tracked it by any means, but I am seriously aware of when there's just just major flaws in the DraftKings pricing. And if they're putting players like uh, our guy Eric Cole at 78 and our guy Nikolai, well, he'll be our guy. He's at 79. Dude won. He's won twice on the DP Junior Varsity Tour over there. Once in 2021 over Tommy Fleetwood. Another time over our guy Jordan L. Smith. He's beating people on the DP Junior World Tour just years ago. So could he win here? I think his game fits the 3M Open. Can he uh, take care of this course? Jish? Sure. Yeah, it's it's almost as bad as Eric Cole's price. You can't. You got you got to play one of the two, uh, because you can't let DraftKings get away with being a morons. Our friend Andrew Rangich, by the way, he's in the chat. Has been, he's been chatting up the last few weeks. He says Cole is a trap. He's been <laughs> trending down the last few weeks. Oh, I did mention I wrote uh, that he will benefit the most from having this rest over the last couple of weeks. So I do appreciate uh, seeing that. But a little fatigue can be uh, remedied by some sleep. So Eric yeah. Cole got he a little rest. Play like a million weeks in a row. Didn't I he? know he needed a break for fuck's yeah. sake. So he got a break. Now last free square sponsored by uh, NoonandGolfCo.com promo code FGP is seventy five hundred dollar Austin Eck wrote free square. No. I did price Eck at eighty six hundred. So at seventy five, we're eleven hundred dollars less. So give me all the Eckrote. Uh, you know, Eckrote is going to be someone. Uh, he was like a college roommate with somebody. Was it Hovland? I don't know. I'm looking at, uh, not, to, not that we're a big stats podcast here, especially mm-hmm. when Darbo's not here because he's the smart stats guy. Uh, Austin Eckrote uh, pretty much has only done well putting. That's so. a lie. <laughs> I wrote that he has a tremendously strong tee to green season going. Interesting. Interesting. He really does, actually, according to this. So, point. whatever, you know, anybody can take numbers and crunch them together and come up with something. Like these people that are coming up with these spreadsheets, they're not watching golf. They aren't. They don't have no. time to watch golf. No. So, six top 25s this season for Austin Eckroat. I know he is a, a man with a name that I like, Eck. And if you take Rote and you put a g instead of an r it's a goat so that's fucking fun to say <laughs> now again another name that needed some rest like i get it he was uh miss a cut at our rocket mortgage classic that's not great for a comp for 3m 65th at the scottish not great finish there but he'll get back on track when he gets into minnesota here mark it down free square austin eck wrote those are the first three names you need to click okay any other names that are free squares in your mind quagnus Oh, yeah, I did have – who did I have uh, locked in as a free square that I'm putting in my lineup? Oof. 
Jaeger? I no, well, no, yeah. The, my model actually, I didn't use my model for my lineup, so it's it's been interesting to see what's coincided. But um, I'm gonna go. There's two free squares in the in the low 8K range. Like I said, let's pepper the 8K range this week. I can't believe you aren't. And the two free squares are my two uh, brand names, uh, JT Post and Lucas Glover. I expect uh, to have wonderful weeks this week, and especially look at Lucas Glover. I mean, what? is what is he doing he's putting no 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 what do you mean no not just putting stroke skiing approach at the barbell saw 10 yeah he's always good at that though hold on he's always good at that always and he lost strokes putting he got fifth one that's one week though he's been really really good putting and and he's also slanted slanted on approach and no that's not something he's been good at recently lately yes he's an awful putter yeah he's get, he's gaining the last this is just the last 10 rounds so the last two tournaments or so he's gaining almost a stroke putting he's never done that in his career probably he, he switched putter grip so and then you know what jt oh that putter? does not matter yes it does I, no yeah, it does you know you we, this is what we know about bad putters bad putters will always be bad putters they'll have good rounds or good tournaments they'll putt well for a couple times and they'll be like dang boys I found something in my putting. You know what happens a couple weeks later? They are shit again. Colin Morikawa switched putting grips. He was like insanely good putting for two weeks, and now he's trash at putting again. This is how bad putters work. They putt bad all the time. They have two or three good weeks, and then they're bad again. How do you know so much about this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, our friend, I was on uh, Preferred Lines Um with oh. our friend Joe Adoni. He also asked me because I went on this rant, the same rant on his show. <laughs> and he also asked me basically the same question. How do you know that? And I said, because I am also a trash putter <laughs> that, random, that randomly putts good and scores good a couple times and then trash putting again. So that's just well, how you got to take the Brian Harmon advice and you got to tell yourself before you hit the putt, I'm good and I'm going to make this versus awesome. I'm never going to make this. You talk so to yourself. So the thing I do where I stand over the ball, I'm like, oh, this doesn't have any chance. <laughs> I should, no, no, I shouldn't Eric, do that. Eric's right, though. I think the peppering of the AK range can be possible, especially with the 3M open history of Adam Hadwin. You could start there. Thagala needs a win. He's one of the best players and uh, players that have had the most birdies too. He loves to birdie, especially at a birdie fest. You could do that. Keith Mitchell, total driver of the ball. Uh, somebody that actually is very accurate off the tee and knows how to plot it around. You got uh, Patrick Rogers, somebody that almost won last week. He almost beat uh, our guy, Baktia. Then like you mentioned, Poston, but you still got Hubbard here as well. And then Norman just won a tournament two weeks ago. So the AK range is chock filled with names. Yeah. Pepper the AK range, baby. It is a good baby. Uh, or you could take the 10K range and pepper that. Uh, you could start Sungjae Hideki, and that would put you right at the tippity-tip-top of the Jish Swish model. You guys follow Jish Swish on Twitter? I do. Yeah, I, I, I do. <laughs> do you follow yourself? Can you do that? <laughs> uh, Hideki Matsuyama is number one in Jish Swish's model this week, uh, and Sungjae number two, followed by Tony Finau is the third name. 10K yes. range. Wow. Look at Tom Hoagie's there, too. He is. Quagnus oh, is wow. Local, local hometown Minnesota hero. 
he did once win the Minnesota Open, Tom Hoagie, I believe. He did. But he's not from Minnesota. It's my favorite thing. It's very Keegan Bradley-ish. Uh, yeah. Where he's just, like, not from here, but everybody, like, cheers for him as if he is from here. Yeah. He gets, like, crazy crowds at the 3M, by the way. There's, he gets, like, a lot of people following him and cheering for him. Um, I saw some other stuff about huh. Tom Hoagie that made me want to look into him more, but I'm not sure about that. I think you might want to look at Sepp Straka. Has anybody been as good as Sepp lately? He finished first two weeks ago and second last week. It's crazy. 95 yeah, for Straka? Really good recently. I'm yeah. taking and Gr- Griot's – oh, you are. <clears throat> I am. So did you go 10-9-8-7-7-6, like the uh, Darbo Sweet Spot DFS model? No, I did not. So did mm. you start with Straka? I did. Okay, let's give your names, and then we'll move to my names after that. I feel like this is just a good week to not do anything too stupid. I went 9 8 8 8 7, seven. Mm. Did you do Hadwin? <coughs> no, I should have Hadwin, though. Damn it. And I, So there could be some tinkering that unfolds. But no, Seb Straka... Is the highest price name, 9500 and then we bump all the way down to JT Poston, Hubba Hubbard, and Lucas Glover. Oh, you so went nine. eight. Oh, you went the 8K range, huh? Correct. 8-4-8-3-8-2. And then did you take Cole? Yes, 7800 And then who do you think I took here? This could be an interesting guess for you. Well, you should take Hoagie, but hey, he's got $7,800 left. There's only one left at seventy eight, which is Pendrith, and then you got Norin there. He's played okay. Champ, yeah. we love Champ. He won me a lot of money. I was able to buy carpet in my basement at my old house based on Cam Champ winning the three <laughs> Open. <laughs> well, I hope you use Cam Champ because I'm not going to, and I'm not going to be using Hoagie. You're yeah, using Alex. Fox. No, Alex Norin oh. is on a, on a decent run, and he I haven't clicked him in a while, so it'll be fun for him to ruin me this week. We did see Norin yesterday. I talked to him. We did. Did you? He was wearing dark maroon shorts. And it was very obvious with his white socks. So I say, hey, it's a pretty much a shorts day, isn't it, Alex? And he, like, smiled at me. Really? God damn I it. I should get way more drunk oh. at this thing, and then I should just go talk to everybody. Because it was – it's Yes. It, you're nervous. Like, I'm nervous or whatever to, like – you know, it's like some eggshells around this putting green. Because we went out there yesterday to, for the practice round, and they're, they're literally, like, they're this close to you. And they yeah. can hear their conversations. And, like, it's weird. And we should have asked EVR when we talked to him why he why he didn't pick me when I got tagged on Twitter to caddy for him. We did run into EVR, and that was moments before we found out that he was using the UFM golf coach for his caddy this week. And his caddy, who qualified for the tournament, is he like six thousand? What's his? Uh, Got to be. His name is Alex Gogert at the I bottom. Don't think he's, I don't think he's ever played a PJ event. Uh, but so. He, Eric Heltney Quagnus was caddying for Gogurt in the practice wow. round. So Heltney got to meet EVR, play the practice round. He was there. Heltney? Eric Heltney, my buddy from high school. Wow. And he was there while they filmed that PGA Tour thing. That like little snippet they put on the Twitter page about this Gogurt guy. I'm sure I'm butchering his name. It's G A U G E R T. Gogurt, yeah. Gogurt. Gogurt. Gojer. But either way, there's he's a gopher, and so is EVR. And EVR in that little clip said that this Gojer guy has beat EVR every single time except for twice this whole year or something like that. 
Well, so, no offense to EVR, but no, I was gonna say uh, when he said that, that does not wife, seem very hard. Yeah, my to wife do. and I were watching that. I'm like, yeah, EVR has been trash can city. <laughs> so if he except for last week, he's pretty good. No, uh, but I spoke to the caddy for a second. My son was getting an autograph from him. This caddy has never signed an autograph in his life. So he had my buddy take a picture of him signing the autograph for my son. He was like, dude, take a picture of me signing an autograph. This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Leo, this is a professional golfer. And he like, couldn't help but laugh. Either way, uh, the, the EVR is apparently trending. So this is what Goger is saying. Goger is saying, like, you know what? And right at the right time. So I'm in this tournament and uh, EVR is going to play well. And then and now that EVR has this dude in it, I think the pressure's off versus before when we all clicked EVR and he ruined us bigly and was in the water like three times on the first three holes. I think that there's no pressure here. He's probably not staying with his in-laws either. That could help us. He might be. I did learn that Tom Lehman is the Tom Lehman's son. Yes. So I was really hoping you were going to bring that up and say it was a fucking old guy in the field, but it's not. It's his son. Yeah, Tom might be at the open, senior open. He is probably he is. In there? Okay, so either way, so we got Quagnus's lineup. Josh, do you want to give me your lineup? Fine, I can do that. I'm is starting it... with number one in the model, Hideki. Yeah. I think all these guys are mostly usable, though, so I just – pick basically just pick the cheapest one wait before you go any further in the 10k range you have a couple people that were playing that last week into contention cameron young and hideki was finished top 20 sungjae made the cut tony missed the cut Mm -hmm. do you think that tony missing the cut is actually beneficial to tony rest uh yeah i actually i wondered that a little bit but then i looked at his recent uh form and it's just not good i mean good for him he's got a good track record of this course but Boy, oh boy, I, I don't know about Tony. And I saw he's high in Josh's model, so I, I will question my my initial thoughts. But damn, so if you're ranking the 10K range, I thought that Hideki should be priced the highest. He's had the he best should, yeah. consistent results. Been been price, sure. this price for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Te- technically, Hideki is a free square. Click the GIF. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll do. That. Yeah, I haven't hit the GIF yet. Hold on. Hold on. I Hold almost. On. Uh, as <laughs> ten square, ten case free square, but whatever. Yeah, so you have like, him to start. Yeah, and and all those other three, by the way, there are legitimate concerns. There's legitimate concerns about all four of them, to be honest. Cam Young, mm-hmm. he's been good the last two weeks, but before that, he was lost. He says he's better now. Something with his driver, or whatever. Who cares? But he's bad for a while. So who knows if he's like he like just caught fire for two weeks and he's actually bad again? Yeah. Finau. Been bad. Don't know what happened to him. He probably just can't roll a putt in like always. And Sungjae also mostly been bad compared to yeah. how Sungjae is. And then Hideki, yeah. like you're just always concerned about injury or whapping four balls in the water and saying, see, I'll, I'll see you at the Wyndham. So legitimate concerns about all four of them. So you I should do... start Grio Straka based on recent form. In, if you're just talking form, yeah, probably. Although Hideki's form, even though you're always concerned about his injuries, is pretty good. Yeah, he does hit the eject button, but we're 10K for Hideki. That's yeah. a great price. So I want Hideki. Sure. What about then JT then? Yeah. 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 The next one's JT, which I, you don't think he's a free square. I don't think many people are going to play him because there's this thing going around where everybody thinks he's super trash. He's the next. Spieth downswing, the next Ricky downswing. He's going to be thinking about Corn Ferry in a couple years. This is what everybody's saying about him. But his 
death in golf is not the same as their deaths. He's still, he was dead last basically last week in the first round. He still gained strokes with his irons. He's still gaining strokes off the tee overall the last however many weeks. Still gaining strokes approach. It's not as good as it has been. Like he's not number one or number two like he has been in the past, but he's still gaining strokes, which is still good. He's not talking just, about him. We're not trying to tout him so that people, I don't want people to play him. He's already at 14%. Shit. Oh, I thought he was going to be less than that. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> he can't chip. He can't putt. Who cares? Yeah, this he's bad. Stops. Don't click him. He's he overpriced. Could play, he could play left handed and finish top 20 in this event. Justin yeah. Thomas. Plus, we did see him yesterday. Bones is out there as if it's the Masters. Like, it was like as if they were practicing like for the biggest event of their lives. I mean, normally they're like, it's 90 degrees out. Why are we doing this for the Minnesota yeah, yeah. Open? Yeah. But, he was there grinding. Okay, yeah. so then you got 10-9. Did you go to the eights? I did. Yeah, I got I, I went 10, 9, 8, 7, 7, 6, like a like a like a good gambler. <laughs> uh and I'm I'm going with uh Canadians in Minnesota. That's a real thing, you know. Is it? I don't know. I just made it up just now. Yeah, Hadwin. Yeah. Because okay. he's real good here, I think. He's like he has been. He like finished top 20 all three times he's played, something like that. His finishes here are Oh no, uh, a six, a fourth, and thirty eighth last year, but whatever. Thank you. Yes. So yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, I wish I could tout anything for him other than um, his results, and he's a Canadian. Next, yes, uh, this is obvious. Eric Cole, free square of all free squares. The next two are just dudes that I just continue to play because DraftKings continues to not price them up. That's one, and the Sam other Bennett. one. Because he's got Sam is Bennett is his last name and Josh's is, last is, name. That is helpful is too. That is helpful too. But the price is just crazy off considering the fields he plays in and competes with are way better than this field. He doesn't play or hasn't played in fields like this too much. So we don't really know. Yeah, like maybe he just plays to his competition. So when the competition's high, he elevates his game. So maybe he'll just still be like kind of average here, but in theory, if he competes with the best players and now he's playing in a glorified Corn Ferry Tour event, should do well, 7,200, crazy. Carson Young, basically the same situation. He's just always 6,800, and he just like keeps finishing in 20th place. Um, <clears throat> I will say I was uh, at the autograph area, and Carson Young came up, and I know he was signing, and he, in his head, thought no one knew who he was. And so I was like, thanks, Carson, all serious and, like, made sure to emphasize his name and he looked up like oh my god you know who i am it was great he's got a wild mustache by the way <laughs> yeah he's got a sick mustache going so it's a little evr-esque mustache okay so that's a decent lineup what did i click oh shit before we do that i have a new segment boys oh. and girls okay uh hold on so good or bad bad or good explain that one quagness why do we say good or bad bad or good this has been a long-standing thing uh, with us. Good are people like, you know, at the top of the leaderboard, like, or not the leaderboard, the pricing. Tony Finau, Hideki Matsunao, those are good. Bad are the people down below in the 6K and 7K range. They're bad. But yet somehow good or bad and bad are good. And so well, it's yeah. trying to figure out who is going to, who the good will be bad and who right. which bad will be good. So, right. So that obviously like good or better price, right? And better, worse price. And then the pricing actually never matters in the end. But also form. 
these guys are good. How could they be bad? How the hell are these people going to be bad? And then we know each week one of these fuckers is going to be bad. Which good will be bad? I have five names that are good, have been good. Which one will be bad? You got Cameron Young, Sepp Straka, Steven Yeager, JT Poston, and Lucas Glover. All eight, nine, and ten. Uh, Josh is already voting for the fifth name. Yeah. That's Lucas Glover is the name that will be bad this week. I tend to agree with that. Uh, but <laughs> Sepp Straka, though, how could you continue to be this good? And you're Sepp Straka. I agree. So that scares me. And then Cameron Young in contention last week overseas. Does he care? Could he be bad? So, yeah, one of these names is going to be bad. And the rest, they might all be good, actually. What do you think, Quag? Is this a good idea? Which good will be bad out of these top five? I mean, I, I feel like the fact that you've identified three of the six names that I'm using this week that you think are going to be bad <laughs> is, is probably a really good sign for your predictions and terrible for me. So, yeah, this is good. Seb Straka, JT Post, and Lucas Glover are definitely going to be bad. <laughs> okay, next. Which bad will be good? Because we know one of these bad names is just going to be there and be good, and we're going to be like, why? So this week on the bad list is Tony Finau, Justin Thomas, Sahith Agala, Cameron Champ, and Tom Hoagie. These people have missed cuts, have had concerns in their games, but here they show up. And you know what that's going to happen. They'll find it because they can find this shit on the range at some point. So which one of these bad names is going to be good? I think already we know it's going to be Justin Thomas. Yes, it is. For how, sure. 100. How could he be grinding the 3M open driving range for hours? How can he's he gonna, be considering? He's going to win the 3M and he, he committed to Wyndham next week too he's just gonna withdraw and he in, won't need to go yeah. he's in his 3m winning press conference he's gonna say by the way boys i ain't coming to win them <laughs> but do you like this idea which good will be bad which bad will be good because it's a great uh, yeah it's and this just idea. hurts our brains because it doesn't make fucking sense i think all three all five of these guys could be pretty good Okay, so we'll try to do some more fun segments on the new youtube channel please like and subscribe we really need your subscription i mean my ego it relies on that what will happen if I don't have enough subscribers? You'll uh, threaten to quit again. <laughs> I wasn't I hadn't eaten anything that day. Okay, so obviously you start with the model names, and the model names are uh Sung JM and Hideki Matsuyama. That helps me, and then it was obviously who was I was gonna play anyway. Okay, so then you go into the free squares. You got Hojgaard and you got Eric Cole. Can you do this? Yeah, oh, actually, I didn't click Cole. Oh. I made a combination of two teams. So I didn't end up using Cole, which is weird. So maybe I am on board with that because I used bad names. I didn't have enough money for Cole. That's why I used Akrot. Mm. And then I used my heart. Colin, no, Mount. Taylor, Montgomery. And then you have Billy Horschel. Uh, God. What do you think about Billy Horschel being 200 to one? There's 150 people here. As the very smart person on Twitter said, it's a really good way to just lose $10. They said the same exact thing about Cameron Champ. Remember that? They literally <laughs> this did. Is a, like, this is a Cameron Champ course. I think Cam Champ are. is uh, very similar to Bubba. Where you oh, just, you're stealing that take? I heard that take. There's a take. I, I said it with uh, Joe Adoni, too. Was that uh, your your take? I heard it. It might have been my take. I might be stealing my own take. Uh <laughs> 
but I, th- I think he's Bubba-esque where, like, it doesn't matter what form he's in ever. There are just Cam Champ courses, and this is one of them. I also like the team where I use Cole and then I go to JT. But then I don't, I'm not allowed to use Hideki there. No, so those are my, be, this might be, be my 100 Billy either. I'm going to use a Billy horse. Well, are we just playing Billy just because just he's your guy? We don't have nope. any actual reasons, nope. do this we? this is why. It's because nothing fucking makes sense ever. I try to do smart shit, and it, I am an idiot. I don't pick the heart play. They win. I go out of my way to pick low-owned names. They're terrible. I go out of my way to pick high-owned names. They're fucking terrible. I cannot get this right. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to do nothing that makes sense because nothing makes sense. I'm sick and tired of doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I'm not insane. So I'm going to go with Horschel because guess what? Well, he's $7,100. He's one of the better players in the field. And if it was a normal year, this is what I also like to say over and over. You've heard this before, Quagnus. Have you seen the movie Men in Black? You take that little zapper one and you race your brain. You show up. Where are they playing? The 3M Open. Oh, what? These people aren't in the FedEx Cup playoffs yet? And it's Justin Thomas and Billy Horschel, and nobody wants them? And Billy's $7,100? If an alien dropped you down today and you saw this pricing for this shit field, you didn't know anything else any better? You'd be like, Billy Horschel, that's a steal. I'm. Why wouldn't you go all in on that? Let's go. Free square. Oh, I, well, that's a stretch. But yeah, no, I like your reasonings for sure. No, because I can't get it right either way. So it's like, why not just be wrong with my own names instead of being wrong with shit names that somebody else told me to play? So yeah, <laughs> it's annoying. It's okay, so let's be done with this. It's almost 40. Oh, God, it's the longest podcast we've ever had. Okay, now next week's the Wyndham class, the Wyndham championship. You got uh, potentially us meeting together on Saturday morning for a round of golf and then going to the 3M Open together. So if you're at the 3M Open on Saturday, if you're here for the Fantasy Golf World Championships and you want to say hi, I'll buy you a beer if you DM me. If you pretend you're friends with me, I'll give you $7.50. So just call me or DM me or whatever. My number's public so we can be friends at the 3M Open on Saturday afternoon. It'll be great. And then a week from today, we'll be back doing this again, cracking beers, clicking names, Wednesday afternoons with potentially, guys, a PGA DFS expert. Oh. Somebody who won $112,500 at the Wyndham Championship. Joe Idoni. Yes. So I asked Joe to be on, and he's like, oh, shit, I don't know if I can make it that early. So we may do a little bit later, Pod. It'll start maybe at this time next week. But he's going to try to get out of work early. He's not going to big us or one-up us or big – what is it where you're too cool? He's he's just going to be honest and say, I can't make it or I can. So we're going to try to get Joe Idoni's expert opinion on. And then uh, we're going to have fun because that's what we need to do. We're knowing this is gambling and this is roulette, so you have to click fun stuff. Click for fun. And click the subscribe button right now. It's important. Yeah, do that. Thank or you. No. You two both need to subscribe. You haven't subscribed yet. Guess what? I'm tracking the subscribers. I know who is subscribed. I'm able to see that. And I'm going to put those names into a drawing. So if you're a subscriber, you're automatically into this drawing for 200 bucks or 100 bucks. Can 100 I bucks. win it? Uh, 100. I, if I can't, then I'm not cool. subscribing. To be honest with you. Okay, don't subscribe. I don't care that. <laughs> Play the music. Get us out of here. I got to go home. See you, boys, Saturday. <laughs>